0: If, if you guys haven't heard by now, yeah, this is the Nick podcast, and you're getting the best, genuine content out there, right, fellas? It's true. Agreed. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nick Frazier Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Frazier, as it says in the title. Uh, today, I'm joined by Drake Freeman. Drake, how are you? I'm good, man. Living the dream. There we go. Living the dream. Um, yeah, Drake is in music, obviously. He does some country music here, a little bit of punk rock earlier back in your days, right? Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Kind of like the, uh, I always say, the long hair days. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember the long hair days. If, if anybody f- goes and does some, some research on me, you'll find some pictures of a dude with super long hair and always wearing the sunglasses inside like thinking it was cool had this like flat build had always it was just a whole like it was a vibe yeah sometimes like when i look back it was like i consider that person like a character like it's like yes that was me like i wasn't pretending anything but like i definitely kind of like played dress up yeah to like (laughs) Put it lightly. You got
0: like, to play the part.
1: And I yeah. definitely tried to play the part, and everyone else I was around when playing with had, like, long hair. Yeah. When I met them, and my hair was, like, growing out. It was more, like, kind of just shaggy, and, like, I was like, man, like, I need to catch up with all these guys because, like, I don't fit in when they all have the long hair, but the irony is now that those guys I h- like was hanging out with, like, we all have short hair now. Like, you get married and settle down, and, like, Gotta you got to look get, professional. You got to look... You got to grow up.
0: Yeah. Enough with the fairy tale. You yeah. know what I mean? It yeah. was fun while it
1: lasted. Yeah.
0: I. You know, It's funny you mentioned the long hair days, because, like, first time I met you was at Radner House in, in Murphy's Was Oh, right? yeah. The, uh... What?
1: what the... Hayden uh, was performing that night. Yeah, like, that rehearsal. Yeah. Man, I haven't been was. there in, in a long time, but yeah, that was a good spot. I was...
0: I, I laugh every time I, like, mention that story to people, because, like, the first time I met... Because JP and I we went to high school together. We know each other pretty well. And it was the first time I met you... I think uh, Hayden for, the, like, first or second time. And then there was, like, another guy, I think, uh, one of the drummers, I think his name was, like, Isaiah or something. They were throwing, like, water balls in the parking lot. I'm like, it, am I at the right place? Yeah, like, man, that
1: drummer, we called him Big Z. Yeah, that's right, Big, Big Z, Z, man. He, that, this guy, only dude I've ever played with that. He played so hard, he, like, broke his snare drum. No way. Yeah, like, and he didn't have another one. So like when you break a snare and like the sn- they're not on the bottom, it doesn't have yeah. that same kind of like
0: Yeah, it has that dunk sound. Yeah, yeah, it just
1: sounds like a normal drum. So to compensate, to try to make it sound like a snare, he actually hit his snare harder to try and that was like his resolve. He broke it from hitting hard. Yeah. And he said, Oh well like to compensate I'm gonna hit it harder.
0: I don't that didn't sound right. So <laughs>
1: yeah, he uh we didn't have enough amps to play louder than him. I'll yeah. put it that
0: way. That's a good way to put it, yeah. So we
1: found someone who could play quieter. There you go. There you go.
0: Yeah, no, you know, it was just funny because, like, that little small venue, I'm like, whoa, this is, like, this is, like, the the bare bones of, like, the breaking into the business. You yeah. Know what I mean? I was like, this is pretty cool. And then afterwards, the you know, after party, whatever, I was like, man, these guys are high on the hall. You're having a good time. <laughs> Eating, it was like Chick-fil-A
1: nuggets on the counter. You're all playing a little beer pong. Like, this is a good little environment. We always had a good time. That's, like kind of been the, like, kind of the foundation of, like, the whole Hayden crew. Yeah. Is, like, when he's around, it's, like, a good time. We're going to party. And so, like, after shows, before shows, whatever. Not not so much now, I guess. A little yeah. more professional. But back then, Man. before, during, after the show, for the next four days, whatever, kind of happened it yeah was, good it was, time yeah it was good
0: i wasn't there a song he had like called college night or
1: something on that dude on the original ep <laughs> yeah the
0: originals <laughs> that's I funny up. if you
1: guys uh yeah if you guys go look up college night hayden kaufman i think there's still a music video out really and it was like his first music video it was shot at the cotton eye joe in knoxville and at the time like he had just like he uh you know he kind of basically, I guess, dropped out of school to pursue music. Yeah, And so, like, at the time, he was, like, partying a lot in college, and so, like, we loved this song. Like, as time went on, and, like, we had other songs, and, you know, I started writing with him, and that wasn't one I wrote. Um, That was one of his from there, but, um, you know, we started writing, and we were like, man, this song seems, like, kind of weird now for, like, 25, 26, 27-year-old yeah. to, like, be singing, like, college night, party. Like, it does seem a little odd, you know? It's, so, yeah. it's, like, they're good songs, but, like, sometimes you outgrow them. No, 100%.
0: Like, it, it reminds me of, like, when Luke Luke Bryan went to, like, I think it was, like, Miami Beach or whatever. Every spring break, he had
1: those like, his yeah. spring break albums. <laughs> of,
0: like, dog, you're, like, 45, and you're, like, around a bunch of
1: 19, <laughs> 20-year-olds. I think it's time that to kind of... That is so funny. I haven't thought about those in a long time. Yeah,
0: because I remember I was in, like, middle of high school probably like sophomore or junior in high school i'm just like i'm headed down to spring break but i'm like luke bryan's there it's just a bit odd man like get on out go hang out with some older folks i don't know
1: yeah it's like he was i think he was like trying to like figure out a way to like steal kenny chesney's thunder like yeah like what are we gonna listen to on the way down to spring break luke bryan's spring break album it's like no most people just listen to kenny chesney on the beach you know they go down to gulf shores and they listen to Kenny Chesney.
0: You know, the funny thing about that album was, I think the last ever time he did it, I think it was like my senior year of high school, and he had this song called "Spring Breakdown." I'm just like, that's such a somber mood for him because he's like, I don't want to leave, but like, definitely doesn't want to just yeah. stop
1: performing. But, I don't know. I don't know whose idea it was. It was a weird dynamic to me. Just weird. whoever it was, it was. Luckily, it didn't like kill his career or anything. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think I think when he came back. Like, the next album after that was with, like, Strip It Down yeah, and, like, Kick the Dust Up. I was yep. like, he, okay, I like this. Like, he he redeemed himself. Make of Resurgence, right? Yeah, I'm like, okay, those were bad, but, like, I think he knows that. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to put out this really good, you know. And it was, like, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of pop popular songs on that. I think it was called maybe Kill the Lights or something. Was yeah, like something that. like that. But yeah, I I remember those. I haven't thought of them in a while, so it's like, you know, when you like unlock a memory. Yeah, that's what happened when you said that. I was like, wow, like I remember there was like this yellow, yes. it's a yellow cover, and he's like in a truck or something, and yeah. he's like looking out the window, and it's like, yeah, man, that's so funny. I'm I think I'm gonna go listen to some of those songs <laughs> today. <just laughs> i because, you be driving off. Yeah, i to be like, okay, I'm gonna let you listen to him. Like, man, I can't believe I like kind of hated on that.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, but anyways, you know, talking about country music, and kind of the preface of this whole episode, but, you know, talked a little bit about Hayden when you guys kind of got into writing House, when I met you guys. Talk a little bit about the uh, art of, you know, writing music, because I don't know if it was on this uh, before we started recording, did a little pre pre little work here, but uh, you talked about a uh, class you took at MTSU yeah. where you were just writing songs, and it was like rock, wasn't it? Like intended yeah, for
1: rock? definitely. Like, in my mind, I was writing, like, these rock songs. Like, the writing was, like, at that point, like, a little more, like, poetic, mm-hmm. and it was, like, I wanted these, like, unique melodies, and, like, I don't have the highest voice, so, like, when I would, like, get high, it would almost be a little more, like, screamy, growly, yeah. which, like, in my mind was, like, rock. Yeah. Um, But I was writing all these songs, and, like, I went to MTSU and took these songwriting classes. Um, Odie Blackman taught them. He's a hit writer. You can look him up. He's the real deal. Top notch. So... Even though it was classes, it kind of felt more like a mentorship. It's kind of like how I really think about it. And we'd write songs. We'd turn them in. The class would like kind of critique them. But his critique was kind of the most valuable to like, here's really what you can do this and that. And so after turning in like three songs, three or four songs, and I always would be like, yeah, this song, it was like rock. But you turn in like what we call like a work tape. So it's just like acoustic and vocal. Mm. And that's pretty much what we turn in and like a lot of times even today when we write songs like at the end we're just like hey man get a work tape you do the little voice memo on your phone Yeah. so like that's what we're turning in we weren't like recording like full on songs so like in my head I was hearing the final product and I was like this is a rock song but when it was stripped down to like acoustic vocal he kind of was pretty blunt and was like dude you're writing country songs like listen to this like listen to it with just the acoustic and vocal it's kind of like this is a country song yeah. you're writing stuff that's like you know, I'm from Georgia. So, like, I would say things like pine trees or like highway or whatever, you know, red clays, like, just yeah. stuff that, like, I was familiar with, you know, like those kind of words and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, that was within the first semester of, like, really, of the, really, I guess it was like my second semester there, but like my first semester of those writing classes. Like, I had not done a ton of writing before, just like personal writing, maybe had, like, 10 20 songs in the tank that like oh these are good they're finished right and so these were like in the first 25 songs I'd ever really written and he's like yeah man like these you're writing country songs so it really like it just kind of like clicked and I was like you know what all right and so the next time we like turn in songs I had more of like the intention of like let me try to write a country song yeah where I think it's country you know where it's could be on the radio because something else like with some of these songs he turned that i turned in he would be like who else could sing this tell me who mm. else could sing this and i'd be like um like i don't i don't know like <laughs> yeah. maybe this person or like that person and i'd come up with some random you know thing and he'd say well like the- that person writes all their own songs yeah he's like name somebody who like doesn't write their own songs they need someone like you and i like really couldn't do that for some of these and so like that was another thing i was like okay I need to not only write a country song, but write a country song, I could hear someone else singing. Yeah, And so it was like these few little things. That's why I really felt like it was a mentorship. Like these few little things I just picked up on, he would say, okay, I really need to do that. Let me try this. And the critiques from him started becoming a lot more nitpicky. Yeah. Because he didn't, he wasn't having to give these big like, hey, you just think of your song different or hey, then he'd be like, mm, does that really make sense? What does this say? And so like, over time, it's like, and I used to be so frustrated. Like, I get, I would get so mad. Like, he doesn't like my song. He thinks everything, everybody else he's so nice to. It's just like, I was realizing, like, okay, he was actually, like, trying to help me. Yeah. Whereas the other people, he was kind of, like. Guiding them. Just kind of guiding them. Like, they hadn't even taken those big steps. Right. Yet of, like, hey, what if you wrote a song someone else could sing? Like, they hadn't even gotten that far some of these other, especially in the early classes.
0: Right, exactly. The later you
1: get, the more, like, serious writers you get, and, like, it starts being like, wow, like, there's some other good dudes in this room, you so know? So your
0: teacher kind of knew, like, you had something. You know, like, definitely knew, compare, like, yeah. you know,
1: when you have, like, you know, I mean, I'm in rooms with Chandler Brown, mm-hmm. another dude. I'll talk about him a lot, but he's, like, one of the best writers in this town. He's, like, yeah. a hidden gem. Damn. But, like, he's That's real- high praise. Yeah, dude, I mean... And uh, he's he's the real deal. But, like, he was in those classes. Um, and, like, he was a guy in another band and was, like, kind of leading it. And I was like, dude, this guy is, like, straight up. And, like, Odie always had, like, great praise for him, like, talking about how awesome his songs were. And they were always, like, like just top of the list of, like, best songs in the class. And, um, and another guy that was, like, up there that was talked about was, like, Wesley Davis. If you know who Wesley is. Yeah. He went there and, like... Uh, I mean, he's got a deal now. You know, he's he's a professional Damn. writer. Yeah, not, I mean, not that I say I'm house, not. I believe, yeah. Not that I say I'm not, but like he's, you know, that was like what he he was like, dude, I want to be a writer. Like he's just where I had to kind of like be told to like write radio songs. Right. He's just kind of like, no, nah, man, that's I'm writing radio songs. Like that's always been his like his thing. So like meeting guys like that that also totally changed my perspective of like writing. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't even know that that could be a job before moving up here. I didn't know people needed writers, these places that I thought were like record labels as a blanket term. Mm-hmm. I just thought that meant you had Sony. Yeah, exactly. Just meant they're a record label. I didn't realize they had all these other publishing. And so when I started doing that and like all of those things kind of starting with the MTSU, like just changing my perspective on writing. Like just changed everything, opened my eyes. I was like, okay, this is something that like I can do, and like there is opportunity for it in this town, which was a never thought in my mind because of where like where I grew up. Right. It's not like
0: small town in Georgia, I believe. Yeah,
1: like it's not this. It's not a super small town, but like when I was growing up there, it was a lot less than there's now. Kind of kind of place, you know. It's it's definitely grown. You know, I always tell people I'm from Atlanta. But I'm really not. I mean, I'm like an hour or so from Atlanta. But, you know, like, I didn't know even until, like, I moved up here that, like, Levi Lowry, who's written some stuff with Zach Brown, Mm -hmm. I'm used to play with Zach Brown, he wrote this on Colder Weather, actually. Really? He's from where I'm from, and I guess, like, he lived there a little bit. But, like, if I wrote Colder Weather and I was getting those paychecks, like, I'd be like, Probably wouldn't be leaving my house too much because you don't have to. I mean, yeah. that was a huge song for. Her.
0: And that song, like, that's the thing people don't probably realize is like, when you get those checks, they're continuous. Like yeah, probably to the day you die. You know what I mean? And long. Then your estate gets it.
1: Yeah, like I think right now it'll probably change honestly before I, before I die. But yeah. as of right now, if you are you know, even if you and five other people write the song, like it doesn't start. This doesn't start till the last person of all of them dies, right? It's like Beatles stuff. Yeah. None of this will happen until Paul McCartney dies. But there's 75 more years after the last composer of the song dies that the song will make money in that estate before going into public domain. Holy
0: cow. So, like,
1: you think about, like, the Beatles put out songs in the 60s. Okay, so that's already been 60 years. Yeah. He still hasn't died yet. And the day that Paul McCartney dies, it'll be 75 more years after that. Added so you're that. thinking 150 plus years of a song making money, generating income for you and your family. And like,
0: that's insane.
1: And if you, and within those 75 years, right, you own the song, you can do what Justin Bieber, Bruce Springsteen, you can sell. Yeah. People want to buy it. These companies want to buy your songs so they can then make you know, a rendition they, of it. or Yeah. Something. And like, they, they can then like, they kind of control the, like how much money it makes and it being used. Cause like, some people, especially these other artists, are like, dude, I'm, I'm playing shows. I have tons of songs. Like, if you want to put this song in a movie, like, I don't want you to have to come bug me all the time. So, like, you can just own that song. And if you want to do whatever you please with it, like, you know, we kind of talked before. Like, it's kind of like Joe Rogan on Spotify. Yeah. Like, if the money's right, you're going to take the deal. And I be like, understand. dude, yeah, sure. I will take, I'll wipe all my stuff from YouTube. Like, it's, that's like the, like, the industry. It's just, like, there's a trail. There's always a trail somewhere, and, like, kind of to circle back, I didn't realize before going to MTSU that there was a trail to songwriting where, like, I could be a nobody and just write a good song, and that could change my life.
0: And you still could be a nobody
1: and have a nice paycheck. And you can still be a nobody, and you could still go anywhere in Nashville, and, like, nobody would know who you are. Um See that's the
0: beauty. I don't mean to interrupt but like that's no. the beauty of like living in Nashville as a kid. I remember before the country music center was, you know, right next to Bridgestone, there used to be a giant parking lot for Preds games. It used really? to be a giant parking lot. And so like every time I would go to like either the Preds game or a Titans game like, so occasionally, like, you could bump into Vinskill. Vinskill had, like, glass seats. Like, as a kid, I remember they'd always do the Jumbotron, and you see Vinskill on the, on the Jumbotron. Wow. So, like, as a kid, you walk around Bridgestone like, oh, that's Vinskill. Hey, you might have to get a picture? Sure. But some people don't do that. Like, the, like, Nashville's kind of that thing where it's like, it's not like no rap or anything. Like, oh, my God, that's I got to get a picture with him. Nashville, hey, you're going to Joyland to eat food? That's fine. Hey, have a great day with your family. Yeah. not going to bother you. I think it's just more of, like, a Southern respect hospitality thing, but.
1: Yeah, you definitely don't see people, like, going up to celebrities as much here. And, like, I feel like the, and celebrities, whatever. They they don't think they're celebrities, I'm sure. (laughs) They're just normal people, but. You know, like, I think that's why, like, they'll go to Preds games. You'll see people like that at Preds games or Titans games, stuff like that. Like, you know, every now and then, like, some of these younger guys, Billy Strings, Marcus King, if you know these guys, like. Sometimes you can catch them on Broadway, funny enough. Really? Um, Yeah, like, I had some buddies who saw Marcus King a month or so ago, literally just walking down the street on Broadway. And after Billy Strings played the Ryman, he went to Robert's Western World and, and got up on stage and, like, jammed with the band. Holy cow. So it's like... One of those things where like, oh man, you couldn't make it to the concert. You might want to go to Broadway because you might get a free one. Yeah, you know, like. So that's the thing. Now
0: we're kind of doing CMA fest. CMA fest is coming up, obviously. Yeah. And I know you perform at AJ's Good Time in Bar with Chandler Brown. Yeah. I, I follow him on social media, and I just that's a good time, dude. His <laughs> full, his, I guess full pun his vlogs or whatever are awesome. Yeah. Like I'm, i feel like I'm actually getting. Embraced into the whole entire experience, even though I'm
1: not there. But that's kind of like the goal. That's what he talks about. I joke. I say he's the content king.
0: Yeah, I mean, he kind of is. Yeah. Like
1: before he even put any of this out, I mean, like he was. We were hanging out, and he's like giving me like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this and this, and I'm gonna record that." And he's like telling me, "I'm like, dude, you've got like most people just like hit record and see what happens." Yeah, like you've got a whole plan, and like what people don't, I don't think notice. Is like, you know, we played yesterday at AJ's and he's probably got any, at any given time, like three, sometimes four cameras Yeah, going. There's like one behind the stage. There's so there's a one GoPro like up. Here. Yeah. There's one up that's like almost like a fisheye type of thing. So you can get the whole stage, usually one coming right at us. Um, there's another spot above the door where he can come from the other angle. And then, yeah, he wears a GoPro a lot Jeez. so that, you know, we can do stuff like pointing at it and, um... That's how he gets the shots of people, like, requesting. Like, he doesn't have to turn his camera around, whatever. If he wants to get shots of the crowd, he's already just wearing that. Dude. You know, and so it's, like, and that, it's funny you said that. That was, like, his exact goal. He was, like, I want people to know exactly what it's like. Not just, like, show up and we're, like, drunk playing friends in other places. Like, yeah, he had to, like, take his kid to, like, a doctor's appointment yeah. Type of stuff or whatever. Like he films that and he's like, Yeah, I did that this morning and I dropped the kid off at home when my wife got home from work. And now I drive to Broadway and he like films in his car and he's like, oh, I'm going down here to play. And like we park and we have to walk. I mean, it's like, you know, they, you know, we have to pay to park. That's like one of our jokes. It's like tip the band because we also have to pay to park. Mm-hmm. You know, and they like give us cheaper parking. We have a good spot, but like, still not the greatest spot. It's a walk, you know, we still have a little bit of a walk. And yeah. so like, that was kind of his thing. Like he wants to get all those parts and then like you get there and you kind of see us setting up and being like, Oh, Hey, what's up man? Cause the drummer who plays with us, I only see him when I play those gigs. Really? Like I don't see him any other time. He plays other gigs and he's in other, um, you know, other bands Band, and does yeah. stuff. So it's like the gigs that I play on Broadway are really fun. Cause it's almost like, it's like the time I get to see my friends. We're like, yo, hey, we're all getting together. Like, what you guys been up to since last week? Or like, sometimes we play Fridays and Mondays, so we get only a few days. But like, sometimes we have a week or two off, or you know, different guys come in. So it's like, dude, good to see you. What's up, yeah. man? You know, like, kind of catch up. Like, it's it's a cool it's a cool feeling. But yeah, Broadway is uh, gonna be insane. It's gonna this be week.
0: littered with a bunch of big big marquee names.
1: Um, yeah the uh the Nissan stage show. It's going to be wild. There's, like, I saw they're bringing back some bands, like, from kind of like we are talking about high school with the uh, Luke Bryan stuff. So they're bringing yeah. back, uh, I saw Thompson Squares doing a set. Really? Um, you remember that group? You know, Holy cow. So they're doing a set I saw, and, like, some, like Eli Young. Yep. And, you know, some of those bands, it's like, man, I haven't heard those names in a while. But, like,
0: that's, that's like going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to
1: be cool, like CMA Fest, like, it's the fiftieth anniversary. I don't know if you knew that. I it's did like not know the fiftieth CMA fest they've ever Damn. done. So like,
0: of course I'm going out of town this weekend. Like
1: uh, I I, do, I do have to
0: work Thursday night, but I'm gonna try to go downtown either like Thursday evening or Friday night for sure.
1: You can, I mean, kind of like stumbling upon these uh these celebrities. Like there's a definitely a higher chance they're gonna be down there. One hundred percent because of CMA. But it's it's cool, man. It's it's fun to like see all of these people in town at once, but it's like not necessarily like it's a festival, but it's not like what I would call a festival where like right. Bonnaroo, where you can camp out and it's like out in the field or something like these stages are just in the middle of Nashville. Yeah. Like it's a different experience.
0: See, growing up as a kid in Nashville. And I always say growing up as a kid a lot and people are like, dude, can you stop saying I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know how else to express my Well, you haven't grown Nashville.
1: up as an adult yet. Yeah, and- I know. Right.
0: And uh, you're right.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it just you hit my brain. People.
0: Thank you. Yeah. But, anyways, you know, being in Nashville, Broadway was not what it is today when I was, you know, four yeah. or five or seven or eight or whatever. But, you know, talking about CMA Fest, I remember the first I don't say it was like 2010 or 2009 or something like that. They started putting out these little small stages around town. I'm just like, okay, so this is how CMA Fest is going to go for the rest of the yeah. time. And sure enough, look at it now. It's I like, mean,
1: that little courtyard behind Bridgestone. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll set up like a two stages there sometimes, and it's like that's a great use of that space. like you're already gonna have tons of foot traffic walking by, and like it's a uh, I think it also like I guess kind of personally, yeah, I like that in those stages because they give opportunity like these smaller guys on the come up like. Luke Combs and these big names that everyone knows, they're going to play at Nissan. Like, they're going to play at the biggest spot because they have the most fans. But, like, I think part of CMA Fest is also stumbling upon somebody new. The diamond in the rough. You know, it's like, yeah, we were just walking by this side stage and this dude, Hayden Kaufman, yeah. right, was playing there. And, like, I'd never heard of him. Like, so was like, oh, okay, so they go check out Hayden, you know. And it's like someone like that, like. And then they go, you know, they can go look him up and be like, "Oh wow, like he does have followers. and He's got streams and he's got all these songs out." Like, you know, there's something about that like when somebody thinks they're finding someone new and they realize, "Wow, they're not new. They've been kind of doing this for a while." Like, yeah. I you know, I, I think that CMA Fest does offer offered good opportunities for like that type of stuff. That's you
0: know? kind of what I was about to say is like for people that are like, I wouldn't say no names were like on the up and coming rise. Is the CMA Fest for people that perform on Broadway like you and Chandler Brown? Is that like your Super Bowl to like get you know you know what I mean I'm trying to
1: I I don't know if it's like our Super Bowl because like for us like you know we're still gonna just play at AJ's yeah like on Wednesday night like I'm playing at Johnny Cash and I wouldn't because like I don't always play like an actual like stage stage but like some of the bars are still just open for whoever the public yeah and I will say there's a huge difference in the amount of people and the type of people that are in town this week. Like, on Wednesday, we'll play at Johnny Cash, and it's, like, just a cover gig with a cover band. And it'll, it's a Wednesday night. Normally, that's, like, very, like, middle of the week. It's, it could be good. It could be bad. But nothing crazy. Right. It'll be packed on a Wednesday night. And people are going to be, like, asking for every country song they've, like, ever heard. You know? And... The excitement can kind of feel like a Super Bowl because, like, when you go down to Broadway, like, everyone just, like, the energy is, like, happy. Yeah. Like, yo, we're all here. There's a bunch of first-timers. I love people who it's, like, their first time to Nashville. Oh, yeah. Because I remember my first time, especially as a musician, like, I was, like, in awe of Broadway. Like, look at all these places, all these musicians. Like, they're so good, like why are these guys playing here? Yeah. Now I live here and I'm like, oh, well, like it is a good opportunity to meet those guys who are so great. Like I played with guys who were like on tour with big names and they're like, yeah, well, we only go on tour on the weekend. So like Mondays and Tuesdays, I play on Broadway. Damn. And it's like, you know, you tour with Phil and the, you know, we played with this guy who was on the road. Well, I've actually played with two different dudes who play with Shenandoah. Shenandoah, every you say the 90s band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, had yeah, a Two yeah. Dozen Roses.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: Like, I play with two guys who play with them, and they're like, yeah, just pick up Broadway gigs and whenever. It's like, what? that's a really good gig, and you want to play on Broadway with me. Yeah. It's like, okay. Wow. But, like, before I was like, why are these guys playing here? But now I get it. It's like, they, they never know when they might meet, you know, someone like me. And, like, I play bass with Chandler. Like, in his band, I'm playing bass. And just kind of being in the background. Yeah. Like, I've gotten other gigs out of that because they'll be like, dude, hey, man, like, so and so is looking for a bass player. Like, would you want to do the gig? And it's like, well, I didn't move here to be a bass player, but yeah, sure. Please. I'll take the gig. Like, give them my number, you know? So, I think, like, that's kind of the cool part about Broadway. And, like, on a week like this, kind of back to, like, you never know who might walk in while you're playing, right? Like,
0: yeah,
1: right now... There's a dude who lives in Nashville. He's from Nashville. Jelly Roll. He's huge right now. Antioch guy. He's an Antioch dude. He just dropped his album, and like he's blowing up. He's performing at CMA, and he might just get an itch to go down Broadway. He might. Yeah. You never know. Like, and if he walks in a bar and he's like, "Yo, this guy was really good," or like, "Man, that band was really good." Yeah,
0: like I got this guy's information. Let's yeah, get like, him man, on. The we got go talk to
1: this drummer over here. And Jelly Roll starts talking, and the, the, the drummer's like, "Hey, man, you want to go on the road with me?" And yeah. So it's, like, you never know when that kind of stuff can happen, and, like, I think that's kind of, like, you know, you're, like, you always say, like, you're from Nashville, and I think a lot of people from Nashville, sometimes, like, I'm from Atlanta, like, I forget there's a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. Because, like, I experienced it all as a kid. Mm-hmm. So you're, like, why would you want to go to Atlanta? Like, that's how I feel sometimes. Like, why would you want to go there? Like, I've done everything there. It's, yeah, I'm not going to do it again, but, like. A lot of people have never been to Nashville. Yeah. And so it's, like, it is, like, an amazing experience to, like, go down there. And, like, there's just this row of bars, like, you know, we talked about New Orleans, like, Bourbon Street. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've been to Bourbon Street. It's, like, Nashville on steroids. Really? Like, you can drink in the street. Golly. Like you, the, the best thing about Bourbon Street, you go in a bar. Sometimes you don't even have to go in. They just have, like, windows. You just go up to the window. But, like, you get a drink, and you just walk down the street till you find the next bar you want to go in. Damn. Yeah, you're right, that's
0: Nashville on steroids, holy cow.
1: Yeah, and I think Nashville's going that way, like, I think with them, like, blocking off the street all the time, like, they're gonna transition it to that, because I don't think people should wait in line to go to a bar. Yes. So you should just let people come in, and if, like, you would get, you'd have more people come in and out if you'd let people leave with drinks instead of having to stop them, and, like, they chug it.
0: And ID all the damn time. Yeah, it's like... I get the ID part, but I'm just saying like, but
1: like they're in a line for they, they 20, could, 30. They could do it something. a lot quicker, a lot faster. Like there's a lot of things, you know. I mean, if I owned Broadway, it's like, really you know. If I, hey, I'm it. just saying, Drake, you
0: you might own a, a place on Broadway. You never know.
1: I know, right? Might have to. I mean, now that's how it is, though.
0: Luke Combs, is, I think, has the full rights to Wild Horse now. Yeah, no, and, he's, wild horse and he's going to do something
1: on the roof up there. That's yeah. what I've heard.
0: You know, again, this is just me being nostalgic, but <laughs> I loved Wild Horse the way it was. Yeah, You know, it's just, I was telling this to a family friend the other day. You know, what made Nashville Nashville is no longer really here, but, like, you're still evolving with Nashville. So, like, I get it, but at the same time, like we were talking before, Arnold's meeting three, gone. Yeah, um, There's a couple other, like, Small restaurants like uh, rotiers gone. Had some of the best food gone, Um, but like those things are good memories to have, and that's probably something I need to get over is the nostalgia. But I mean, it's
1: it is hard. Like Wild Horse is an amazing spot, and like
0: square dancing can't go wrong there. Mm -mm. Not I I guess
1: Nashville Palace is the only place you can do like line dancing, square dancing where there's like a guy like leading it and stuff. Right, it's kind of hard to find now, but it's. I hope. What, I've underst- what I understand, I guess, about the whole thing is like Luke Combs is going to do something with the roof and hope rooftop bar, but hopefully, like the wild horse, like how we see it. Yeah. Is going to hopefully just be more like a venue. Like, what's that new spot down in Franklin?
0: Um, uh, let me think. Is it like a. Oh, is that Franklin Amphitheater? Talking about
1: that? It's indoors. Oh, indoors. It's, it's indoors outdoors. down in Franklin, and there's like a balcony, but it's like standing room only. Hmm. I'll think of it. Is it a rooftop bar or something? No, but like that's... I think what they're... It's for its original... Try and do that. I think they're going to try to do that with Wild Horse where it's like standing room only, like get the tables and chairs out of there. Yeah. And just try to... Because if you just fill that with only people, people, you're like looking more in a couple hundred. I don't know the specs of it. You might be able to get a thousand people in there. I don't know. Yeah, But like a thousand people you know, at a ticketed show, like, you could start to get some really good acts playing right there on Broadway, and I think, like, kind of to what you said, that might have the effect of, like, bringing back, like, what Nashville was here for, Bingo. and it's, like, not, like, you know, we both know JP, he plays at Wild Horse, but it's, like, three hours, it's, like, what we do, cover gig, throws in some of his own stuff, but it's, like, a three-hour gig, covers, you know, Yeah. and... But, like, what if somebody could go there and, like, see said band, but, like, opening for them was, like, J.P. Burr playing originals only. And it's, like, dude, now you have a captivated, like, audience who's, like, there to hear you Mm -hmm. and not to hear a song they know. From, like, I don't know, Alan Jackson, like, 20 years ago. right? Yeah. 30 years ago. Actually, Chattahoochee, we we always look up all these songs. Like, Chattahoochee and Should Have Been a Cowboy came out 30 years ago. Damn. And so, like... we're playing these songs and I'm like man people have been playing this song as a cover my entire life like as long as I've been alive I'm younger than 30 yeah me too so my whole life like uh, some band has been playing this as a cover and now I'm playing it and it's like yes it's a great song but like wow yeah like how is that still like and people want it people are like hey do you know I should have been a cowboy it's like who doesn't know that? It's you funny
0: know. you say that. When my relatives from Italy came to visit Nashville, shout out to my family in Italy, uh, they came to Nashville, well, they are like, we want to go to Broadway, we want to go to Broadway. Okay, went to Broadway, rooftop bar. It's before I was 21. So a hey, little hack, just probably not the best <laughs> hack to give out. If you're under the age of 21 and you want to be at the rooftop bar, you got to get there before 7.30 before they start IDing people. And, and you're so, just already up there. And you're just up there, and you don't have to ID, and they just give out, give out drinks. I was like, oh, interesting. Good to know. Yeah. Just food for thought for people out there. Anyways, they not were saying we've done it. Yeah, I'm not saying anything, <laughs> but uh, anyways, they got up to the rooftop bar, and my my cousin Sergio is kind of like the age of my uncle. I call him my uncle Sergio, and he didn't he didn't speak English so well. He goes, John Denver, John Denver. I was like. Why do you want to hear John Denver? I was like, they play other songs. He goes, No, Country Road, John Denver. I was like, okay. All right. Paid the guy $5 to tip him or whatever. Like, can you play John Denver? He goes, Yeah. So he's up there in front of everybody, just like clapping and
1: dancing. He was like,
0: <laughs> Sergio, like, you gotta stand back, bud. Like, not everybody's up there on the stage like that. He goes, if you do to be like that, you go over there. He goes, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. That is so funny though. But yeah, isn't
0: that crazy? It's just stuff like songs like that that are just so old, they're just like ageless.
1: I, I, I don't mean, and it. like, you know your family said they're from Italy. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, that song has also like crossed borders and like, yeah. you know, that's something I noticed. Like we don't, it's not super, super often down there, but some, you know, sometimes we'll get people from like, you know, a whole, totally different country. Um, you know, and I pref- like, like the Italy's we've had some people, I've actually had some people from like Brazil I've met before really? and some other stuff. And I like, pretty much want to say, like, non-English-speaking countries, those are the ones I love because they always are, like, you know, John Denver, they're, like, Friends in Low Places, you know. Yeah. Chattahoochee. and It's, like, out of every country song that comes out, how did that's the one that, like, made it all the way, you know. Yeah. It's, like. It shows good marketing, too. It shows really good marketing, but it's, like, it is, it's just, like, interesting, you know, because I, I meet a lot of people, too, from, like, Canada or like England and stuff And like for the most part they're like I think because they're English speaking Like they have very similar Like oh yeah you know I've met Australian People they're like yeah we we listen to all the same They're
0: they're, that demographic Of Australian people are a fun group of people They're wild
1: they are they're a good time The Aussies are unreal yeah like I was Always like yeah I was told by them that you know Like I always think about it that you should Say it like Aussie Ozzy. Like Ozzy Like Z, Ozzy. Yeah. Like, like Ozzy Osborne, Yeah. Because uh, I actually played with a guy yesterday, Luke. can't remember his last name, but he, down on Broadway. And he, he uh, said that to somebody. Like, they were like, oh, dude, you're like an Aussie. And he was like, like an Aussie, like with Zs. Yeah. Like, that's how they say it. And it's like, some, I guess some people, like, it really bugs them versus other people. Like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. But they're, they're a good bunch, man. And, like, obviously, like, the most famous, Keith Urban. Yeah. From there But because of that Like country music Has really like Translated And like a lot of people Know it and, Oh yeah You know even the older stuff To like what's popular now So It's um It's just kind of like It's fun. a transcending thing Yeah and kind of Yeah and, and like to see what songs Last and what songs don't It's like kind of All the way back To the songwriting thing Like yeah. can you write a song That like They didn't know When they wrote the, those songs That like 30 years later There'd be some dude Like me Like covering that song yeah, to like make twenty extra bucks or something, you know. Speaking
0: of making extra twenty bucks or so, you you talk a little bit about Broadway, we're still talking about it. You know, when you go to Park, you fight in traffic all the time. National traffic. I know you grew up in Atlanta, like you said. Yeah, yeah so I've seen what's traffic. A, what's the traffic like? Comparison? Is it? It's better from one here. to ten.
1: It's better here. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it's something there. That it's I, something I've noticed is like, this is what happened in Atlanta. The earlier and the earlier, like the rush hour is right, like. Rush hours should be, like, 4.30 mm-hmm. post. Sometimes in Nashville, leaving or whatever, especially 65. Right. Sometimes 3 o'clock. It's starting to, like, be back to... 3.30. Backed up, 3.30, yep. backed up traffic. It's like, how are y'all even out of work yet? Like, I'm going. You know, I'm I'm trying to get to Broadway at that time. It's like, how are y'all already leaving? Or, you know, so... It's not horrible. It's gotten worse definitely since I've been here. I used yeah. to live in Murfreesboro, so oh I'm, god, I'm happy I live up here now because I just avoid <laughs> 24. Like, yeah, I do not go up or down that highway. Like, even you know, I'll take back roads. Like, if you're living Nashville, I hate to do this yeah. because you just I'm just gonna add more traffic. But like, you should take Bell Road everywhere you go.
0: God dang it! <laughs> Why would you say that? Take
1: Bell Road everywhere uh. you go. It's it's rough because I'm gonna add more traffic. But I'm just telling you right now, if you don't want to go. On twenty four, yeah. that's your best bet. But don't listen to my advice. Yeah, do not I'm listen not to from, Drake. I'm not from here. Not from here at all. <laughs> Bell Road,
0: it's shut down apparently. Don't go there. Don't go that route. It's, all right? shut, down. it's shut down. They're doing oh, road my, construction. Yeah,
1: actually, that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, road construction. Oh man. But yeah, no, I would do the same thing. I'd take Eighth Avenue from time to time. Cause it's that's,
1: just any, you know, just You learn which ways to go, but like, I'm the the difference. Kind of honestly, like in Atlanta. Even you try to take those ways, those back ways, it's, it's backed up because there's so many people that already know those too. So many people, like I talked about, like I live on the map. Yeah. You know, so you put it in there and it tries to find the fastest way. Like if there's traffic, it'll send you. Take a left here, take a right there. And I do like that here in Nashville, like I can still take those roads like that and like I can get where I want to go. And like I might have to sit at a light, but I'd rather sit at a light than me sitting behind somebody on the interstate. Yeah. Like that's kind of like – the decision
0: I made. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Like if you're on a main like intersection, you got few lights down the road, but then you're like, wait a minute. If I take the interstate, I know it's gonna be backed up for like 20, 30 minutes. It's it pointless. It's a lost no. cause. These yeah.
1: miners. It's better to be like, you know what? I'd rather be moving than not moving at all. Like even if I'm on a road like with lights or behind somebody, like at least we're moving. Yeah. Than just like sitting there. I agree. You know, that that's kind of how I am. But I think one day. It might take, you know, another 10 years or something like that. But, like, I mean, if Nashville keeps going, how it's going. It's, and they don't, and they don't account for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, that's kind of where I'm getting at is like, to me, Nashville is growing so fast that the cars and houses can't keep up with the population. Am I right or wrong?
1: I definitely think that the housing, you know, there's been so many people move here that, like, the, the, I mean, they've, like, had to build, you know, there's apartment complexes and condo complexes going up downtown like every other day because, you know, there's people like, you know, like I said, I lived in Murfreesboro, the house I'm in now, like it was not even joking, probably like available for less than a week. Like it was on the market for less than a week. And we were like, we have to get this or like, we're not going to get it at all. Yeah. You know? And, so like I was, uh, I relocated from being south of Nashville to Nashville. Plus all the people that moved in here, mm-hmm. who were biting on houses like that, get to the point where there were so many people that still wanted to move here. Yeah, they. I mean they've. And there are people from. I out haven't of town noticed too. it as much with the cars, right? And I think that's because like I technically live in like the suburbs, so like I live in a neighborhood, so everyone's got a car because they're like going to work and right and whatnot so I haven't noticed that as much and like most of the people I I work with are like commuters yeah but I mean I don't know I I should ask some more of these you know bartenders and, and managers and stuff that work on Broadway that probably live within walking distance oh yeah and they're like no like I don't get a car because like I don't I'm I'm gonna just take that money I'd spend on a car and just like get this apartment downtown yeah like I think some people pick one or the other like you know I decided to compromise by like, all right, well, like I've got an old, like my car I've had, it's been paid off for a long time. Like I'm yeah. going to run it till it stops.
0: My car actually is in Hendersonville right now. It, it broke down on me yesterday. I was helping a buddy of mine. I was like, it's like my baby.
1: That's my you baby. were helping someone else out and your car broke down. Like, yeah. And of brutal. course
0: I have a Jeep and like the, for some reason, every, it's so off topic. Sorry about no, this. Go but for it. Every time, like I wanted to go turn the car on, I turned it off. It was fine. And I pulled back into his house, turn it on put put his stuff in there it was totally fine. So we get to his new apartment complex. and we stop in the main office area, he gets his little key fob whatever it is. I turn my car off. I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to go talk to his dad for a little bit, just chat a little banter." Go back in my car. My nothing dash knots turned on no nothing. Of course, I have a, one of the like 2014 styles, so it's like it's all electronic. The only manual thing is like the passenger seat and the hood. That's the only thing you really can okay, open. Yeah, and the yeah. doors on the side. So then I go to like turn it on. I'm like, "What the, what's going on?" Open up the hood, I hear this ticking noise. So, like, there's a fuse box of this electrical shit, and it's just like, I'm like, all right, whatever. I guess unplug the battery, whatever. I can't find my battery. My battery is underneath my passenger seat. I'm like, what in the world is this? Your car's battery. It's underneath my passenger seat. It's the original battery. It's been in there for 10 years, and that's unheard of. I've never heard a car battery last for 10 years. No,
1: most, like, four. Yeah.
0: I'm (laughs) like, you're kidding me. I go, yeah, it's a 10-year-old battery. Like, that's insane. So, anyways... I had all this stuff in the back of my car. He he works for a police department. He's got to go to court to do something for, I don't know, for work or something. And so I was like, well, we need to unload the car. So I try to unload the back hatch. It won't open because it's all electric. I'm like, oh, no. I'm wow. stuck out here in Hendersonville with all his stuff. And you He'd, can't open it. Can't open it. So his dad pulls up next to me, tries to jump my car, try to turn it on, won't turn on. So as it's, you know, charging up, whatever, my lights are on, my dash works, my radio's fine, I'm like, you know what, hang on, wait a minute, let me try to open up the back hatch. Opens up right open. I'm like, oh my God, yes, thank you, thank you. So then we wait for it to charge a little more, try to turn my car on it, won't kill over, won't kill over. And it's not like a regular key, it's push start. And yeah. I, I hate push start car, I really do. I want the key where you can just well, get in the this, starter. Yeah, in
1: this situation, you want that feeling of like, I'm going to crank. Come on yeah. baby,
0: come yeah, on baby, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. And sure enough, it didn't kill over and I was like, God, I just I was, like, I was like, come on. And my granddad always said when we were playing cards, he goes, be there, sweetheart. Be there, sweetheart. I'm like, come on, baby. Be there, sweetheart. You got it. Boom. I press it hard. It just, <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So I pull out, go to his apartment complex on the other side of the street. My car goes into neutral midway on the street. I'm like, all right. I, did, I know I didn't do that. It says, put it into gear. I put it into gear. I zoom up real fast, go up the hill, try to park it. So I'm backing it in so we can just unload from the back hitch. Well, my car stalls and it turns off completely. Like shuts off. I'm like, oh no. This has to be something other than the battery. Still the battery. AAA A came out, whatever. Long story short, car is still in Harrisonville, parked in a nice spot. Gotta go out there later today.
1: And so, pick it up. Yeah. And it's I, gonna start.
0: No, so my dad, he's in Memphis right now, he's coming back. Him and I are gonna go out there and change the battery. Okay. Yeah. 'Cause it's under the it's under the like seat. You gotta push the seat up and you gotta push the back seat, you gotta go under the carpet. It is a it's in a weird spot. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. Why? Jeep, why? Why would you do that, Jeep? Why?
1: We're coming for you. Nah, I'm coming for you, man. That is crazy, dude. Yeah. Like, I've, if, it, if it wasn't your battery, I was going to say, like, it might just be an alternator, right? That's That'd be what, like, the first thought when you yeah. see all the electric stuff.
0: I kept thinking alternator. I was like, oh, no. This like, is when not you're good. like, oh, my
1: dashboard wouldn't light up in the thing. I'm like, oh, well, that's probably an electric.
0: Yeah. And it went white. So, I tried to, like, turn my car back on before I left yesterday, tried to put it in drive, went automatically back into park. And the, like, the... Gears, the gear lighting, whatever, all went white. And after it said, call electrician, I was like, they're not yeah. electric
1: technician. I was like, yeah, uh oh, yeah. So probably just your bat. Yeah. It's funny because, like, obviously the battery's not like totally dead, but it's like dying. It's, it's telling me, like, it's hey like, man, I, it, it's over. Yeah, we're, just, we're done. Kissy goodbye. Yeah,
0: but like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even have a hundred thousand on it yet. It's like around, like, around 97, did you get new? Yeah, uh, pre owned. I got it, I think, in like, 2018. Okay. That was yeah, a 2014. Those, those so, like, are great.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. a great, it's a good little car. I like it. That's what I did with that. I've got a Honda Pilot and, like, I got it pre owned. Yeah. Cause, like, they're just nicer. Like, it's like getting a new car, but yeah. a lot cheaper. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, like, get
0: a four year old car pre owned. You're fine.
1: Yeah. Like, get it from a dealership to keep it clean and stuff. Yeah. Like, and so, I love going to, like, the used car places. Cause I'm like, this is the car that I want. But, like, it's not in the condition that I want. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, that's Mileage
0: looks good, but wait a minute. Interior's not the greatest. Yeah. Like, that's got duct tape on it. I'm like, yeah,
1: dude, but it only has, like, 2,000 miles. Like,
0: <laughs> There's something wrong with it, then. <laughs> I'm like, There's something wrong. It's really that's good. Why it's here. Yeah, it's a, either a diamond in the rough or it's uh, not a good car. Yeah. But speaking of diamond in the rough, you mentioned Chandler Brown. You guys perform on Broadway a lot. Yeah. So, when you go down to Broadway, do you guys, like, carry a tip jar with you? Like, how does that situation work?
1: Different bars are different. Um, Sometimes we bring our own, but a lot of places down there will, like, have a bucket or something for you. Yeah. I mean, I've even played places where I'll just go to the bar and be like, hey, can I get, like, a bucket that they use for beer? Really? And I'll just, like, set that, like, like a beer bucket. Uh, yeah. Because then you can kind of play, like, hey, this is our beer fun. Fill this thing up. But, um, like, when we play at AJ's, you know, like, an office building, they've got, like, those huge, like, water jugs. Yes. You flip upside down. You throw... So they have one of those with, like, the top cut off and uh that's what we use and you can like have a handle and like you know especially when it's busy we'll do what's like called like you know pushing the jug and like so somebody will like take it around and like talk to people because yeah you know obviously it's we're trying to make tips we're down there working for tips you know that's like yeah. we're making like like a weight staff you know like like the bartenders like we're just like them just like grinding for tips and um so it's you know obviously that's one thing, but then we love to go out there and like it's nice to get like this close to someone and be like, hey, what do you want to hear? How you guys doing? Yeah. Because when you're on stage, some people they like are a little intimidated. Just yell something out, and they're too. like, oh blah blah blah. And it's like oh, I can't hear you. But if you go and you're like, hey, where are you from? How you doing? Yeah, personal. What personally, do you want to hear? Yeah. Like people are also like, oh yeah, well you guys play this. I know you played that song. What about this? And so it's like also a good way, and like think makes people want to kind of stick around. Like yeah, we'll get to your song. We got a few more, and like yeah, because. If people yell at you and, like, we can't hear them or, like, we don't respond or whatever, like, some people take it personally. Yeah. I which is never meant It's never meant that yeah, way. Yeah,
0: it should never be. Yeah, exactly. But, like,
1: some people, they get really, you know, when they're a couple liquor drinks in and, and a few beers, they just get a little more, you know. I
0: wouldn't say belligerent, but get a little more out there. Out yeah. there.
1: And then they like, they get upset. They're, like, he's not listening to me. It's, like, no, it's, like, I can't hear you. Like, there's a drummer playing as hard as possible. Like, I can't hear anything, dude. Yeah. And you're trying to yell at me, and, like, these lights are, like, on the stage. Like, it's really bright, especially when we play, like, these Friday night gigs. So it's, like, pitch black outside, and all these lights are, like, shining on us. You're just sweating, bull. You're just sweating, dude. And it's, like, yeah. I can't... When the whole room is singing along and whatever, like, I can't hear this one dude who's trying to scream at me, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's, it's nice. At AJ's, they kind of, like, have tried to make it where it's like easy for us to like get those requests and like that we even do like a qr code thing really like and yeah Venmo this, or whatever well it's like it's it's an app that some somebody in town made it's called MySet. set hmm. but pretty much it's like we're up on the screen there because they have like a live stream so hmm. like anywhere in the bar you can see us like if you're on the second floor or third floor you can like there's a screen with the band that sounds know that. so you can like scan that and what it'll do is, like, it'll open up on your phone, like Chandler always says, to a menu type of thing with, like, all the artists or, like, all the songs. And you can, okay. like, look, search yourself. And you just, like, send it in. And, like, if you want to add a tip, then, like, you can just tip us through the app. And, like, you go say, so I guess Chandler's minmo. Somehow he set That's up the cool. account. But, like, you don't have to. You know, you could just say, like, this. Or, like, we've had people be like, oh, hey, can you, like, do a happy birthday shout out for, like, whatever. Just a way for them to communicate with the people on stage. That's like badass. Yeah, it's a lot different than, like, when I first started playing cover gigs. And you'd have to be, like, <laughs> tell the band, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, and they're, like, leaning down. You're, like, so, what What was that, man? Oh, yeah. well, no, no, no. We don't do that one, but, like, we can do this other, you know, like. Sorry,
0: little Timmy. Your 12th birthday's going to have to wait. Yeah, it's,
1: like, <laughs> and it's, like, oh, well, you know, and, like, sometimes you're, like, I know, like, you tipped us for this song, but, like, this person also tipped us for a song. And, like.
0: It's a little bit more. <laughs> it's a little
1: more, or, like they came before you yeah, or whatever. And it's like, so you're just going to have to wait just like two seconds yeah. and we're going to play this song and then we'll play your song. Like a
0: normal know? human being should, you know, yeah. but
1: now it's cool. Cause like with that app, it's literally like that's up on the screen too. Like you can see the order. No
0: way. I like, like the song. Like list. if someone
1: sends in a tip or I mean it sends in a request yeah. through that, not in general, right. but just through that, it actually pops up on the screen. Like huh? Nick sending in a request for John Denver be, or whatever, uh, like, and everyone in the whole bar could see that. And they, I don't think they can see. I'm not sure. I want to find this out. Yeah. Chandler can definitely see, like, how much the tip was. Okay. Because we we do what we call the songs in typological order. Yeah. So if you tip us more, like, we're going to play we'll your song, song next. Like, trust me, if I was going to give 50 bucks to a, somebody to play a song, like, I'd want to hear it now. Yeah. Like, unless somebody, unless we were like, oh, that guy gave us 100 bucks, which that really doesn't happen as much as, like, we like to lead on. Yeah. It happens every now and then, but like, not Hey, so
0: somebody's giving you a hundred bucks. They're trying for y'all to like serenade their date or they something. Want That's us, what I mean, they want like. us
1: to like, if they do that, they pretty much want us to stop what we're doing and like immediately play their <laughs> song. We do always say though, if you want us to stop a song, like any, any song, like if we're playing a song you don't like, hundred bucks. We'll stop writing it. Like, I'll stop. We'll okay, all- you
0: mentioned that. I saw something, because I try to watch Chandler's stuff when I'm at, you know, work, because I'm just, I try to yeah. pass time. Somebody tipped y'all a hundred dollars, a fake hundred dollars? Is that true?
1: Yeah, so I actually, lucky, lucky for me. <laughs> I wasn't there that week. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, we we just dump out the bucket, and we're like, you know, separating it so we can count it all up. Right. So what we do afterwards, and I guess Chandler was, you know, doing all that and looks at this hundred and like it's really stiff and it's like really straight and then like he starts looking at it and it's like fake it even says on there it's like this is like a movie made for
0: movie yeah
1: it was like movie money and uh i luckily i wasn't there but like he he kind of caught it pretty quick so like it's not like he gave it to someone else yeah but um the question I asked him was, like, how do you think the other person got it? Like, do you think they got, like, they had it and, like, were intentionally giving it to you fake? Or do you think they got it from somewhere else where, like, they went to the bank? Not the bank, probably, yeah, but, like, somebody else. Yeah, somewhere yeah. else. They got a $100 bill, and they, like, just took it. Man. that Like, that's yeah. what I wondered. I was like, you caught it, but what if the other person before you, like, they didn't catch it, and they really thought they were giving you a $100 bill?
0: See, that's... That's kind of scary, honestly. You never yeah. know. Because, like, that fake money does look pretty damn real.
1: I mean, if he wouldn't have read on there that it literally said, like, made for movies, like, it looks real. It has, like, all the, like, the little blue bar, yeah. and it has the...
0: I will say on the fake money, though, it's a little bit more of, like, a lighter tint green, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah,
1: oh, it is. And, like, by the feel. Like, he said yeah. when he...
0: It has more of, like, a bluer green If you're counting tint,
1: money out of a tip jar, and you keep grabbing real money and real money, and then you grab this thing... And you get a paper cut? You're going to be like... Wait a minute. This doesn't... <laughs> Is this a bookmark? Yeah, you're like, like, this doesn't feel the same. Yeah. You know, so, like, but, I mean, when it's just sitting there in the bucket, it looks real with all the other stuff, right? Like, so I was, funny enough, they've had two experiences with the tip jar and both, uh, like, that band, Mm -hmm. and both times, I don't know, I guess by the grace of God, really, I haven't been there. Huh. So the fake 100, I wasn't there. And, like, last year, I mean, maybe in, like, September, October, they were playing, like, a ten to close one night, like a Thursday night, like mm-hmm. nothing, you know, almost the weekend. And they were in there, and, like, they had just finished. And, like, you know, normally we kind of finish, start packing up our stuff, and, like, the first one who's done packing up will, like, grab the bucket and, like, go count the tips to, like, yeah, kind of just... Add it up and divide yeah, it Yeah, and just kind of, like, efficiency, right? It's like, yeah. we kind of just, like, have our method. Well, I guess, you know, while they were packing up, like, they finished said thanks, you know, good night. They started kind of... P- shuffling people out of the bar and like they were packing up and like this homeless dude ran in just like stuck his hand down in the bucket and just like grabbed a handful and like ran out. Oh my God. And, uh, that's deflating. The guy, our buddy who was playing guitar, like jumped off the stage and like went to go chase him down and like finally like caught up to him. And the guy just handed him like 15 bucks and he was like, sorry, man, this is like all I took. But he was like, dude, no, you didn't you literally grabbed a handful like
0: yeah Easily, like probably 130 40 bucks you know like
1: if you just even if even if there's a bunch of ones and like fives if you just grabbed a handful of money like it's more than 15 i'm going to say it's a lot more than 15 and like probably closer to 100 bucks i'm like okay well if you look at there typically it's a four person band that's 25 bucks you just took out of everybody's pocket mhm you know and i'm not trying to be that guy like no i mean you like guys the are... homeless guy probably needed the money yeah a lot more than i need the money but it's just like... It's the principle. It's the principle of like he just came in and just jacked it, ran away, and then when they finally caught up and confronted him, like my buddy wasn't going to like do anything Slug him, him in the back alley. Yeah, no, no. He was just like, yo, hey, man, like do we have money back? The guy was just like, oh, sorry, this is all, all I took. Yeah, and it's wink, just like, wink. Yeah. yeah, it's like the guitar player just like took the 15 bucks and was like, "All right, all right, man, like thanks. Yeah. You know, it's like he's not going to fight him, but it's like, those things happened when I wasn't there. And I'm like, man, that is like lucky for me. Cause if that would have happened like when I was there, like I would have been pissed, man. Oh, I I mean, mm. I would have done the same thing and chased the guy down and I wouldn't have done anything. But like, just right. the, like, I would have just been so mad, dude. I'm like, damn. Cause with a four person band, we always look at it that way. Like, if we have a five person band, that's a big band. A yeah. hundred bucks is still $20 a guy. That covers our parking and more.
0: Exactly. Yeah, like, that could cover my parking.
1: Like what, $20, 30 bucks, right? Well, we get the discounted parking, so it's like ten bucks.
0: Okay, that's not bad. So like yeah.
1: that covers half my parking, and then I've got ten bucks to maybe like grab like some Taco Bell, some McDonald's, like on the way home. Like the only thing that's open at two a.m.
0: I, I know that feeling. So it's yep. like,
1: dude, that twenty bucks, literally could have like got my parking and fed me tonight, mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna have to dip into this other money, which from like elsewhere, from elsewhere. Like, oh well, like in my mind, I saw that hundred. I was thinking, oh, dude, cool that. That one guy who gave us a hundred just like paid for the whole band. Mm-hmm. Like that is like how we look at it. It's not just like oh, oh like that's one person's money. Like we're looking at it for everybody, and so like it's a it's an experience down there. Like you know, I I don't I don't like live down there. You yeah. know, per se. I know what you mean. Like yeah. Max, I play down there three times a week. Max, right? You know, but like. It's an environment. It's a different type of thing, and it's a different type of beast. And, like, everyone's out there grinding, and, you know, like, you have a lot of respect for, like, people who just, like, live off of, like, we talked about, you don't know when you're going to get your next paycheck. And not only Mm -hmm. that, when you're playing down there, you don't even know how much you're going to make. So true. There's one thing when you're like, yeah, I don't make a lot of money, but, like, I get paid hourly. Like, we don't even know. Like, it could be great. And it could just be like, man, like, yeah, we made 20 bucks each.
0: So like, lowest total. amount you've made, and just around, just off the top of your head, a four-person band, what's the lowest amount
1: you've made? So a four-person band, the lowest amount we've ever made, probably 65 bucks each. Wow. Was which is still a, really good. Yeah,
0: but, but was it like a big crowd or not really? If you can remember.
1: Probably not a very big crowd. Yeah. You know, like... Like some places will pay you like fifty bucks,
0: yeah, for like cover charge or something. So like,
1: let's say we got fifty bucks. That means we only made fifteen a piece. So like a four person band, that's only sixty total dollars in tips. It's not a lot of tips to make, you know, for like playing for four hours. Like be one thing we're like, yeah, dude, we played for an hour and we got sixty bucks in that one hour. Yeah, you want to play for four hours, and you only make sixty bucks in tips, and it's like you were stretching to get fifty. Like those last few ones, you're like. 57 58 15, it's like
0: and you got a couple quarters in the back end so
1: that makes 60 yeah, yeah. oh yeah dude when there's change in the bottom i'm like uh, that's a, a deflating it thing, was right? a rough it was a rough day when i like yeah. tip that bucket over in here like yeah i'm like oh
0: it's like do i have to go to the quarters machine and exchange this for a dollar bill yeah
1: sometimes i'm like does anybody want the change if not like sometimes we'll just be like hey let's just like give it to the bar like, not even Honestly. the bartenders. I'm like, you just yeah. throw it in your thing.
0: I'm going to propose something here. Maybe at the end of the night when you guys have all this extra change, y'all should do, like, a, uh, I don't know, a cheap shot or something. Have the bartenders just do, like, a hodgepodge of something random.
1: With whatever's left in yeah, that change? Yeah, just
0: whatever's left of the change. Like, if it's, like, an 89 cents in the, in the jar or whatever –
1: 89 cent shot or I need something. It, whatever I whatever you think is 89 cents and they just like pull it Yeah, out.
0: and just pull like a hodgepodge or whatever. That's a good one. I, I know, think that would be like
1: idea. like a nice way to be like, hey, right before we close up the night. Yeah. You know, like before everybody's packed up and we go home, like let's have this shot right here.
0: Then maybe on top of that, ask people that are around the bar, be like, hey, anybody want to pay me 25 bucks to drink this hodgepodge of crap? I mean, it's an 89 cent shot. It could be terrible. It could be great. I don't know. And you pay me 25 to drink it. Exactly. That's a... <laughs>
1: yeah, hey. I mean, that's that's a business model right there. Just
0: saying. You gotta be thinking around all the time, you
1: know what I mean? The gears are rolling. But yeah, it's just called an 89 cent shot. It's just what they call it.
0: Yeah. That could be a new popular thing. 89 cent shot. Okay. I gotta come down there and watch all live. Yeah, man. Cause like I've seen the vlogs and like like we talked about already, like Chandler really makes it from his vlogs, like Like, yeah, yeah, I want to be there. Like, I feel like I'm involved. And also, something I realized, I kind of picked it up, and probably y'all know this more than I do, but when I was at Luke Combs' concert, he kind of has his songs in like a storyline in a roundabout way. With y'all's songs on that, you know, vlog, it was in like a storyboard type way. Like, you're... Talking with the crowd. The crowd's saying, uh, oh, it's time for tequila shots or whatever. Y'all's next song was, like, about tequila or something. I'm like, the way it played along yeah, was it's, just great.
1: It's taken, like, time to figure out, too, because you have to, like, you want that, like, ebb and flow of, like, old songs, newer songs, fast, slow, whatever. Right. But, yeah, we've definitely, we've tried to, like, kind of group our songs together, too. And, like, these little groups are, like, three songs where, like, we'll just play them back to back to back. You know, or, like, we almost know, like, this one song, if it gets requested, it kind of like triggers this line of events. Like we're gonna play these songs and these, because they kind of end up working together. But we um that's not always planned, but a lot of times, like
0: it's when we happens. when we're kind of
1: pushing, like, hey, buy us a drink, buy us this, buy us like if we can get people to buy us a drink, we kind of have like drinking songs prepared. Right. Because it's kind of like if we're going to annoy the crowd and be like, hey, like, buy us a drink. If you don't buy us a drink, we're not going to do this or whatever. Yeah. It's like we're going to, like, play into that a little bit. And it's like we're not going to say that and then come play, like, Check Yes or No by yeah. George Strait. Like, you know, we we had some people yesterday who said that there was, like, their, their wedding anniversary, like 20 years they'd been married or something. Oh, wow. And uh, the guy had asked for a certain song. I can't remember now. But, like, right after that song, we played, like, Check Yes or No. You know, and it's like, the second verse is like says literally like we've been married for twenty years. Yeah, like twenty years together. You know, she still like just worked out that way. And so it's kind of like we picked that because it almost like sounds like we're singing to that guy who like asked and like. Right. So we we, it's not always like strictly planned. Like hey, we're gonna do this this this. But like,
0: but it's curated. We have yeah we
1: we have the experience of doing it enough and like. With Chandler, we've really like tightened our set list. Like, we don't, we used to have a big set list. Yeah. Now he's like, nah, we're going to just play these songs we're really good at.
0: So, do you implement like originals also? Because I know he mentioned originals once or twice. Yeah. If,
1: if people ask for them, um, you know, we'll typically do an original. The staff loves when we do originals because, really? like, you got to think when they're there, these bartenders or the, even the door guys, they're there all day,
0: they do the same stuff.
1: And it's like, they're, they're not going to get mad at us, because they're like, well, we get it, like, you know, different, it's going to be a different band, but they're going to play the same songs, because there's going to be different people in the bar. Right. But the staff really likes it, and they're always like, yo, Chandler, like, play this original, or, he plays there a lot of acoustic.
0: Yeah. So
1: he'll, like, play them, like, his newest stuff, like, oh, this unreleased tune, what do you guys think? And then they'll be talking about it, like, when we play full band, like, dude, is your band, can they play that yeah. song? so. Every now and then, um, we'll do that. And there are a few people on the live, on the Facebook live, who will be like, Hey, play that original. We really? Heard. You have live requests we, like that? We have okay. like, I would say we probably have like, confidently, we have like five Facebook fans, like mega fans, who mm-hmm. are on every single time we play. They're on there commenting, like, Hey, good to see you guys again. Like, they know us by name. This one dude, oh, wow. I'll shout him out. I'll even send him this podcast because I'm shouting him out. Yeah. Buffalo Steve. That's what we call him. Buffalo Steve. He's from Buffalo. His name's Steve. Heck yeah. Obviously. So he came to Nashville once and he purposefully came on a day we were going to be there. And he came to AJ's and he comes up and he's like literally talking to us by name. He's like, Drake, what's up, man? Chandler. What's up, man? Trey. Caleb, the drummer. He knows John. He's like, knows us. And he watched so much that he was like, literally, like, Drake, you want a tequila shot? Chandler you want this drink you you want like he watches that much and like he watches the whole show and he's yeah, man like on Friday nights if I fall asleep um, I just go back in the morning and watch from like where I was like he watches the whole he loves it good for him and what a nice dude like he just he's just legitimately a fan and so it's like kind of cool because that doesn't always happen but it's cool like this guy's been watching us and he knows us he feels like he knows us comes and sees us in person, and it's like, we felt like we knew him. He didn't even have to request any songs. We're like, dude, we know what you want to hear. Yeah. Like, we already know because you always tell us which ones you like on Facebook. Oh. Like, we got you. We're going to yeah. play everything you want. And they, he stayed for the whole set. Wow. And it was, like, crazy to watch someone, like, know our set because, like, most most of the time we don't have repeat customers. When you play on Broadway, right. it's new faces every single day. So it's – that that was kind of cool. That, that doesn't happen neat. a lot, but – yeah. That's kind of the experience at AJ's with Chandler. Like it's, he wants it to feel like this is kind of like our spot. We play here. Come with yeah. us. Kind of like feel immersed on the on the videos, and um, it's always nice because he kind of he watches back through all of it and does all the editing. Yeah. And so he picks out like when we say the really funny stuff. Yeah. Because sometimes we just like we try too hard and it'll sound stupid or like we'll keep like going off each other. So like it's nice because he'll he just picks out the parts that are like everyone's gonna laugh at yeah and it's like condensing you know really like five almost six hours of his day he's like condensing into like eight minutes you know nine minutes and so it's like it's cool how much he can really like get in and you like you said like you feel there yeah when i watch back like because i don't i play most of the time but there's sometimes i don't watch or i don't play so when i watch these back i'm like was that a week i was playing and not like and i'll be like oh yeah i remember we played that song like yeah. oh yeah because like the one he just did, we played a Eastbound and Down oh, for like yeah. Smoking the Bandit. And it's like, it's like, oh yeah, we did play that song that one week, and like we've never played it since. Wow. Uh, you know, it was just a request. It just kind of hit you. And yeah. so he was like, he put that in the video because he's like, oh, that's unique. We don't always play that, but like I forgot. It's been weeks, and it's like, oh yeah, we did play that song.
0: It's a small little context because You just like, yeah, I really think about it. like this. hadn't really. It's like the small niche stuff, basically. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's like it's just cool too cuz like I think when we when you're working and you're just grinding and doing different things like it's nice to be able to like honestly go back and like be like oh that was a good day and we played those songs and we did that like I kind of just forgot about it cuz I just moved on with my life I had the yeah. next thing I worried about or the next thing that you know
0: modern day picture honestly it's yeah. video yeah you get seriously, to relive the memories seriously
1: so that's that's really I will say like Chandler I've never even said that to him but like that's kind of a cool part about it oh, you know like go back and
0: that's kind of one of the reasons why I kind of started the podcast. It was like, one, I love talking to people. Two, is just something I didn't want to make a name for myself, really. I just kind of wanted to get into sports and do podcasting, whatever. But, yeah, this is kind of what it's come to. I'm like, got my buddy Tate doing, you know, the camera work here, here, all the above. Like, there's lighting. I never yeah. thought it would really come to this. But yeah. I just thought it would always be audio. But it's now come to the point where it's video. A free neon sign yeah, back there. Yeah, we talked about that. Built the table with my dad. Like, it's just cool, man.
1: Yeah, this right. thing is no joke, man.
0: I appreciate it. Yeah, my uncle like, lives out in tight. like Smyrna or Murfreesboro, had a bunch of cedar trees. They put it through a sawmill, and my dad and I put it together. My mom and I sanded it, polyurethane, and got the legs off Amazon, man.
1: Nice. Yeah, like 80 bucks. I was like, let steal. Polyurethane, but, that's, uh, you're talking in the in the guitar world now. That's what they coat a lot of these guitars with. Yeah. It's good. It's,
0: I wanted like more of the matte finish, you know? I didn't want that like very uh, glossy. Glossy, yeah, because of the lighting.
1: It's, it's it just funny, yeah, like, I always, like, it's called glossy. Like, if, when you actually touch it, it feels like plastic. Yeah. That's what I really don't like about those others. Like, it just feels very plasticky. Yeah. When it's, like, too much, and, like, I've done a little bit of woodworking. I tried to build a guitar one time. Really? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was for a science fair project. Okay. Um, and my, 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 the science behind it was circuits. You know, and, like, that was what I tried to spin it as. Right. Electric. They're magnet. I mean, they are basically magnets. Right. An electric guitar. It's, like, magnets that, like, when the string vibrates.
0: It'll, yeah.
1: That's how you get an amplified sound. But that's what I tried to spin it as, but I really just wanted to build a guitar. Yeah. And uh, I don't even think I, like, made it to the round where you can get, like, a participation trophy. Like, I don't even think I made it past, like, the classroom We've
0: all been there, okay?
1: You know, and like I bought my trifold oh. and everything, you know. I put pictures and I, I You mean, were I, proud of it though, weren't you? Dude, I was so proud of it, man. I was like, I built this thing. And like it kind of worked. Yeah. You know, it didn't sound great, but like it kinda worked. And I thought, like, dude, if I could build this, like, you know, maybe I could like build more guitars. But um, yeah, when I didn't, I threw the guitar away. It's okay. Long hey. story short, it's all good. <laughs> I kinda just I went outside and I had a true rock and roll moment and like just smashed it.
0: Smash the crap out of it. Yeah, I yeah. was like, yeah,
1: I'm going to smash this thing and then just like throw it away.
0: It kind of felt a little good. It felt good because yeah.
1: like I've only like one other time I played a show and I like I didn't end up doing it, but I brought like a $50 guitar I got off of Facebook Marketplace because I was going to smash it at the end. Yeah. Like I was like, dude, yeah, I'm going to smash a guitar and like blah, blah, blah. And I never ended up doing it. But like if you're going to do it, you don't want to smash a nice guitar.
0: Yeah, like absolutely.
1: In the '70s, they didn't know that they were smashing guitars that would be worth like thousands of dollars now. Like they didn't know that, right? But like knowing that, it's like, dude, I'm not smashing my nice guitars. I'm gonna get like a fifty dollar Walmart guitar and just smash, and crap smash it. and smash it because like it's gonna look cool. You know? See,
0: I you make a good point there because like with this podcast, I, I try to implement country music or just artists or whatever. I want to get a guitar. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if I want to get like a nice guitar, or like a Walmart guitar, because I want to have each of the artists sign it. It's like yeah. a cool memento for myself, and have yeah. it like a wall art or something. And like the musicians that come in, that'll be sick. Yeah, it'd be kind of a cool little environment. But I have a guitar at my house. My dad found at my grandmother's house when she, you know, we all moved her out. Whatever. It has like this tiger pattern to it. I'll, I'll find it on my phone real quick. Yeah, we can edit this part out. I'll find it another time. I'll send it to you. Yeah, How send it to that? me. It's pretty damn cool. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I think I'm doing that. It's like a little. Something. It'd be a nice podcast. little
1: backdrop. If you hung it up here or something, yeah. and like went across. Yeah, like I, um, I think that's always like, like, if you didn't have the nice table, I'd say tell people to sign the table. You know. Yeah. But,
0: you know, I thought about it because I call this the breakfast table. It looks like a bunch of uncooked strips of bacon. It does. That's why I call it the bacon table, breakfast table, whatever. But I wanted to have a live edge, and it had like termite damage. But I kept just sanding it down. And you see these like cool little grooves, black grooves, yeah. And, like, it's pretty badass.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was noticing that right here, and and but like, if it wasn't so like nice, like yeah, I'm like, dude, you Just should have sign. people sign it. Yeah, because like, likelihood, the guitar, if you, you know update your space if you move space you want to like change around your stuff right Guitar's a lot easier to move around and it's like signed than like yeah. if you wanted a different table and you're like man how do all those people sign it and then you kind of feel like you have to keep the table yeah well, it's not that you might not keep the table but like right having a guitar that's like a little easier to
0: yeah i can put it in my room somewhere or something like that but you know it's a, a cool idea i know right it's like that. pretty decent i thought i was like yeah i might need to start doing something like that you know but uh you know when i was a kid i started you know Want to get into music, whatever. Not really into music, music. but I was like, I always banged on stuff all time. Yeah. I wanted to play the drums. My parents bought me, like, a cheap $50 drum set, and I had it for, like, probably since I was, like, 12 or 13. It's gone now, but, God, I'd bang the crap out of it. Yeah. It are just like, can you stop? I'm like, okay. Like, I guess music's not for
1: me then. I feel yeah. like everybody that, like, wants to get into music, though, their first thing they want is drums. Yeah. Like, when I first wanted to play music, I was like, yeah. I, I told my parents, I was like, I I, I want drums, but, like, I'll like I'll take a guitar, yeah, like as like a backup, like oh okay, like, yeah. my parents obviously got the guitar, yeah, I'm about to say they <laughs> they, got you the they guitar. just they were just like, yeah, no, we're not gonna do that, so they just got the guitar for me, and and so, like that kind of. I went down that path, but, like, every single friend I had that had a drum set, and like, I had bands in high school. I'd be like, yeah, let's practice at my place, and, like, do you just have, like, a crappy like, kit you could leave here? Then yeah. you don't have to bring your drums every time, so I ended up having a buddy who, like, left his kit at my house. No way. So that I could just, like, have one there for, like, rehearsal, but personally, like, I... You know, I used it, selfishly, I used it for, like, myself to play drums, and, like, I could tell my parents, like, hated it, you know? Yeah. They were, they were like, oh, this is so loud. Like, we know he, like, wants to play music, but, like, it's just so much louder than a guitar. Oh, 100%. Because I'm also not a guy who, like, cranks the amp. Right. So, like, drums were, for real, like, the loudest thing I would ever play. Like, I'm not, I don't even use an amp anymore. Like, I'm a guy who's gone into, like, the, Straight the digital on, world. Yeah. So, like, I don't care. Like, I'm not that kind of loud player. Yeah. But I always wanted drums. And then, you know, ever since moving here, I've never lived in a space that's really, like, conducive
0: mm-hmm.
1: for drums. But, like, the second that I live somewhere where I can have a drum set, I'm going to do it. Like,
0: Absolutely. Because I also,
1: to. like, it's nice to have it. People can come over. You can jam. But also, like, I might get good at drums if I had a drum set. Like, and mm-hmm. I could play it. I might get good at it. Yeah. I, I learned a little bit. Little bit of something.
0: I had a friend of mine that was like, a, I guess, a band teacher or whatever. He taught me stuff to do with the snare and the staring symbol. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. I, I was like, I'm a doing little, something. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm doing
1: something. Let's go. Like, where's the nearest band? But no, it never turned <laughs> You're out. you like, yeah, right man, good. I learned one thing. Like, where's the band? Let yeah, me in. I was like, I get me in right now. <laughs> we had like
0: that. this church band when I was a kid growing up at uh, school. I went to St. Edwards. And uh, I was like, my buddy Luca was always really good at drums. I was like,
1: I want to be as good as Luca. And I just like, too good i'm like i'm not gonna be You're a, like i'm not gonna nah, do that stop i'm stick to football stick to my sports hey that's all good man yeah. i i really tried to do both for a long time you really know, the sports and the music i've always i'm like one of those people that's like always done music like i've i took piano lessons when i was like a little kid yeah got guitar and, and moved up but like i also played football you know for like a long time and like i love sports i still love sports like i'm a, it besides music that's like probably my second biggest like passion you know that i'm into but like i really tried to do both for a long time and they were like in middle school times where like i would they would like change the practice schedule and i'd have to like like oh sorry i'm not coming to practice because i'm like playing at the church band on wednesday night or something right and you know it's kind of like they'd be like well like what do you want to do like do you want to do that or do you want to play football it's like well I kind of want to do both, and normally they don't overlap, but right. they have an overlap, and you're upset I'm choosing one over over the football. Yeah.
0: One that could actually give you a career in long term, and it has.
1: Yeah, like I knew I wasn't going to be an NFL player. Right. I knew that when I was 12. I was like, I'm not. Gonna, I love playing, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to be an NFL player. I'm playing because I like this sport. Yeah. I I wasn't even in, intending on playing in college. You know, I, I that's why I got out in high school. I was like, dude, I'm not going to play in college. I'm not going to get beat up or break my arm or something. I can't play guitar yeah so it it's tough though like like you know you're saying like oh, i just picked like football like i tried yeah. to do both and i know some other guys like i was in chorus in high school and we had one of the football another football player in there and there were like a lot of times where like either he would come to like these after school things we're doing like just sweaty yeah he just came from football practice or he would have to leave early because they were like you know, the football team was like, we can only compromise this much with you. Yeah. Like, that's all we're willing to do. Like, you need to pick one or the other. Exactly. You know, and he he actually never did and just, like, tried to, like,
0: ride that balance
1: through the end of high school. And then I, I don't know what he ended up doing. He didn't play in college. But yeah, it's tough, man. Like, when you're doing things like that, that's, like, some people would like football. Like, that is their path. Just, like, for me it was music. Like, that's what I wanted to pursue. But, like. I've it's known like, a
0: lot of guys that have gone that way. They're yeah, like, it's
1: like hard, man. It's a hard, you know, dynamic to really, like balance. Being older, I'm like, yeah, like, duh, that's an easy decision. But, like, at that point in your life, like, that's a hard decision to make because, like, yeah. you want to do everything. But I remember, now I realize I can't do everything. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at now.
0: Exactly. You're like, I know what I want to do. I'm going to stick to it. Go, not tunnel vision, but, you know, just stick Basically, to it. Basically,
1: though, yeah. like, this is, this is my end goal. Like, this is where I see the end of the story mm-hmm. and, like, playing football – does not get me there not at all you know what i mean like so i've had those moments It's really more like it came to like that where it's like that's fine all that time that i maybe would have been playing football now i just watch football yeah you know like i read all the sports stuff the stay in the know stay in the know see what's going on and like it's fun
0: yeah i agree i agree well speaking of fun we'll get to the last segment you probably pressed on time a little bit, but it's all right. It's all right. Um, Meals with Meatball. It's a very fun segment, We're talking about food. Two two little lists, Tennessee Tasties, Nashville Nasties. Uh, by the way, Meals with Meatball, my nickname is Meatball. So when I was in high school, I played football, and then I played soccer. And the coach was like, oh, he's Italian, let's call him Meatball. Cause I, was, <laughs> I did have like 20, 30 pounds extra on me. I was like, okay, whatever. So call me Meatball. So it kind of stuck with I me. I like it. Meals with Meatball. But Tancy Tasties, Nashville Nasties. Three of your best places you like to eat at or that is delicious and then Nashville nasty, just terrible experience with food, okay. wherever. Just go ahead.
1: Okay. Um well I might hit a few on the on the tasties if you're not from Nashville. Yeah. Skulls. Okay. Skulls Rainbow Room. A little pricey, but like the food's fire. It's dark in there. They got like jazz music. Yeah. It's downtown, Printer's okay. Alley.
0: Oh, I love me some printers alley. So
1: skulls, I love that. Another one that's downtown, it's on church, I believe, is Deacons. Yes. Deacons New South. Amazing. Um, if you want brunch, breakfast, Nashville Jam company. That's
0: what I'm talking about um, right there,
1: Drake. Strawberry jalapeno jam, dude. It hits different. It hits different. And there's a few other local spots around town. Um is that burger place, ML Rose. Yes. They have a burger with one of Nashville Jam's, like, jam on it. It's unbelievable. And so, like, I'm glad I went to the actual place first. And, like, so those would be my three tasties. I would say, like, downtown you have Skulls and Deacons and Nashville Jam.
0: Celebrity pick? Because I know you're on the road. You can okay, go ahead. I'm on the
1: road. I will actually pick a place from Georgia. Okay. Because that's where I'm from. Like, one of my favorite places growing up, um, if you're in downtown Atlanta. It's a place called Mary Max. okay, and it's, like, southern cooking. It's sort of a meet-and-three, right? But instead, you're sitting at a table, and, like, you could be sitting with, like, people you don't know or whatever, and it's not one of those where, like, it's family style and you pass it around, but, like, you have the sheet of paper, and, like, oh, that's how you order, like, I want fried chicken, yeah. I want these sides, whatever. If you go to Merrimax, listen to me really closely, if you're in Atlanta... Look at that camera right there. If you're yeah. in Atlanta and you go to Merrimax, you should also... Probably be catching a show at the Fox Theater because okay. they're really close. But if you go to Mary Max and you want the banana pudding, you said something about banana pudding. Yeah, really. I did.
0: I did. I'm a big banana. Pudding Tell
1: player. them to bring it out at the beginning because if they do not bring it out to you when you order when you're there, it will be gone. Really, it'll be gone. There were two times when I was a kid. And I'm, I'll say this. Like I'm gonna let you guys in on some personal knowledge. I'm gonna look right at you. <laughs> I cried. I, I was see. like nine years old. I cried. Didn't get the banana pudding Because it came out And no news time for dessert Even though I would put that on there They're like hey sorry We ran out And oh. All the other desserts At the time Like being a kid Like that's all I wanted So I was like no I don't even want another dessert So God. after that we learned Just tell them bring it out And you it's like your prize You just stare at it While you eat all your oh. other food And then you're like I know I'm gonna get My banana pudding It's really good That'd be my celebrity pick Okay For Atlanta And now you're Nashville Nasty Okay Uh-oh. I have one story <laughs> Let's hear it It's, again, it's downtown. I eat a lot downtown. I spend a lot of time down there. Yep. Um, For anybody who's, I'm not, it's not Assembly Food Hall. That place is great. Okay. But it's close. Uh Uh-oh. Right up on Fifth Avenue, or uh, John Lewis, I think it's what what it is now, there's a corner pub.
0: Yes, it's the one that has the giant screen. Giant
1: screens. The giant screens, the glass. Yeah. That corner pub right there at Fifth and, um, Fifth and church, you know, go down. Yep. Two things. I, number one, had an experience there where they brought me out a burger that was raw in the middle, completely raw in the <sighs> middle. Okay, and then, like, a month after that, they failed their health inspection. I was about to say, they
0: were on the news for it.
1: Yes. Yeah, I ate there not long before that happened, and I decided then when they... When I had the raw burger, I was like, I'm I'm probably not going to eat here. Yeah. Then that happened with the health inspection. I'm not throwing them under the bus. Some news. Look it up. Yeah. Corner Pub on 5th. Um, that is one of the nastiest places I've ever eaten in my life. Okay. That's all I'll say.
0: That's a good national Nasty. That's yeah. probably the best national Nasty I've had it is in a while. A, it's
1: Corner Pub. Like, yeah. there's a few of them. The other ones, I'm sure, are great. But that one, and just also to try to keep all my picks, like, downtown. Yeah, localized. I, I eat all downtown for the most part. There's other good spots, but, like, yeah, like okay. right when you said that earlier, I was like, I know, I know what I'm gonna say. I know what spot. Like, I've had one horrible experience where, like, I'll never go back.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, folks, what a great episode! Holy cow, that was awesome. Uh, Nick Fraser Podcast. You can get it anywhere on social media. I guess go on Instagram at the Nick Fraser Podcast for exclusive content, reels, whatever. Uh, you can listen on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google iHeartRadio, and got invited on Amazon Music. So, Amazon Music as well. So, those platforms. Uh, what else? I think that's about it. Yeah, check it out on, on Instagram and uh, see on the next episode. Drake, appreciate it, man. Yeah, appreciate that you, man. That was an awesome you. episode. Holy cow. See you guys. Peace.